Welcome to Inscribing Inclusion. I am your host, Jocelyn Armstrong. Welcome to June. Welcome to summer. There are so many things that we celebrate during the month of June. It's graduation season and Father's Day and Pride Month and Juneteenth is this month. Folks are getting out of school for the summer and going on vacations. June is the kickoff to a lot of good times. I want to focus our conversation today, though, on Juneteenth. And I'm releasing this episode a couple of weeks in advance of the holiday because I want people to have time to get settled and think about what they're going to do for Juneteenth and how they're going to observe the day. I initially covered the history of Juneteenth back in June 2021 as part of my Lessons of Liberation series. So I encourage you to run that back, but I do want to give us just a quick run through of the history of Juneteenth for context. So two and a half years after the Emancipation Proclamation was signed, so now we're talking June 19th, 1865 in Galveston, Texas, General Gordon Granger rode into town and announced the Emancipation Proclamation via General Order Number 3. The folks in Texas, uh, many of whom actually had been moved from Louisiana to Texas um, after the the Emancipation Proclamation in 1863, were not aware that they were technically free. And so that is part of how Juneteenth started. It was um, initially celebrated in 1896 as Jubilee Day. And there were community-centered events like parades and cookouts and music. And that has continued on until today. Now, here in June 2023, we sit one year after Juneteenth was declared a federal holiday in the United States. So by an executive order from President Joseph R. Biden... Um, Juneteenth was signed, the proclamation was signed and saying, you know, going forward, Juneteenth will be celebrated as a national holiday in the United States. Point of note, you may know that some workplaces will still be open and, and other businesses will be open because Juneteenth is a federal holiday, but it's not a mandatory closure necessarily of, of businesses and that sort of thing. So like your mail won't be delivered and, um, post office will be closed and those sorts of things, but other entities and businesses can choose to stay open or not. I will not be working on Juneteenth. I will be celebrating the holiday in some way. However, that was just a point of note. So when he released uh, his proclamation of Juneteenth in June, 2022, President Biden said, great nations do not ignore their most painful moments. They face them. We grow stronger as a country when we honestly confront our past injustices, including the profound suffering and injustice wrought by slavery and generations of segregation and discrimination against Black Americans. To heal, we must remember. We must never rest until the promise of our nation is made real for all Americans. Now, those were some nice words, 
But it begs the question, one year after the declaration of this holiday, where do we stand as it relates to honestly confronting our past of injustice as a country? Where do we stand in remembering to and then healing from that remembrance? Um, where do we stand in making the promise of our nation real for all Americans, including Black Americans? If you've been watching the news, um, you know that there have been measures put forth in many states, uh, Florida probably being the most popular of them, for lack of a better term, that these these pieces of legislation introduced are saying we don't necessarily need to learn all of these particular things, especially as it relates to the history of marginalized people. Um, Black history should not be an AP course are things that are being said and related matters. So I would say that while I think President Biden's words were nice as a part of his proclamation, we still have quite a long way to go toward that goal of making the the promise of the nation and of the experiment of America real for all the folks who live here and call this place home. So the question then comes, well, how do we celebrate? And why should we celebrate Juneteenth when we are sitting in a nation and in a time and space where It feels as though many days the freedoms that black folks already enjoy are being pulled back slowly, right? That there are more impediments being put into place. So why do we celebrate? How can we celebrate? What does a celebration look like when all these things are going on? I submit that we should absolutely still celebrate Juneteenth. And I'm a person who did not always celebrate Juneteenth because it was not a part of my social construct, right? It was not something that was widely celebrated in Ohio, particularly when I was growing up. I have friends who grew up in the South, in Texas, in Louisiana, and other places where it was a regular part of their summer celebrations. Um, For me, though, it was not a regular thing. The older I became and the, the more I learned about Juneteenth, I thought, this is something I want to embrace. And even the celebration of it now still looks different for me because for me, celebration means one, I'm going to be off work that day, but two, celebration also means education. So last year for Juneteenth, I took a short road trip and I visited a museum in Cleveland and I specifically went to see a photo exhibit um, by and featuring black people. So this year I will do something similar. I don't know exactly where I'm going yet. But I know that my Juneteenth celebration this year will be wrapped up in education. That is how I choose to celebrate. Other folks will do different things and that is good for them. The point though is that there is still cause for celebration because in the midst of everything that looks like a whole lot of mess, we can celebrate the fact that the survivors of the enslaved folks from the transatlantic slave trade lived and continued to thrive in America. 
we can celebrate the fact that the contributions of Black Americans are numerous and varied. Um, we can celebrate the influence of the African diaspora all across the United States and honestly across the globe. We can also and should also celebrate Juneteenth because in the midst of everything that looks like chaos, joy is something that is still available to us. Joy is something that we as black people have access to and that we should lean into as often as possible. So that is my submission for why we should celebrate Juneteenth. There also might be a question of, well, I'm not black. I am not a descendant of enslaved people. Uh, I'm interested in Juneteenth though. How should I celebrate? What should I do? What does this mean for me? As a non-black person, your celebration, my suggestion, should also include a lot of learning. This is an opportunity for you to support events hosted by black people, an opportunity to support and patronize black businesses. Um, this is also an opportunity for you as a non-black person to use your influence and your resources uh, to move toward freedom. So that means addressing, fixing, changing systems that perpetuate the oppression of black folks. This is a time for you, if you're a non-black person, to celebrate Juneteenth by being intentional toward meaningful action. And remembering though, at the heart of Juneteenth, why Juneteenth occurred, what it really means, and who the people are at the center of the holiday. So I'm not saying that non-Black people cannot celebrate Juneteenth. I'm just saying they should be thoughtful in the ways that they engage and how they celebrate Juneteenth and remembering to center the Black American experience and honor the folks who were a part of the enslaved populations and who thrived and survived and carried on <laughs> and left legacy for their descendants, right? So I really want us to think about being intentional if we are not black people who want to celebrate Juneteenth. And for everyone listening today, I would not be me if I did not share a list of resources and things for you all to consider. So in the show notes, I will post um, links to some interviews about uh, the book on Juneteenth. Uh, I'll share a link to the History Channel's History of Juneteenth. Uh, I will also share a link uh, to Juneteenth.com, which is an organization centered on the worldwide celebration of Juneteenth. And I'll also share the link to the White House Proclamation so that you can, can give that a, a glance as well. And I know that, you know, if you pop out on the internet, visit your local library, there will be more than enough resources for you to take in and learn more about Juneteenth.
I also want to give a special nod and shout out to Ms. Opal Lee. Ms. Opal is known as the grandmother of Juneteenth and she decided, and she's in her 90s now, and she decided at the age of 89 that her life mission at that point was going to be to spread the word of Juneteenth. And so she started these walking campaigns from her goal was to walk from Fort Worth, Texas, where her home was, to Washington, D.C. And people would invite her to speak. And then she would walk two and a half miles to symbolize the two and a half years that it took for the enslaved folks in Texas to learn that they were free. And she arrived in D.C. with a petition signed by a million and a half Americans who were, and they were urging Congress to pass legislation to make Juneteenth a federal holiday. Unfortunately, uh, the legislation did not pass. But so she came again. <laughs> and the Juneteenth National Independence Day Act was reintroduced. And eventually it was passed. And it was Partly because of her persistence, of course, and partly because of the the support that she had from the millions of Americans that signed her petition and various members of Congress who continued to reintroduce the bill. Miss Opalee is an interesting person because one at the age that she was, she could have decided not to go on a walking campaign. She could have decided that she was old enough and had done enough and didn't need to do anything else, right? Um, but she chose instead to do something because she wanted to have a holiday that honored the resilience and the tenacity of her ancestors, um, one of whom being her paternal great-grandmother, who was actually uh, born in bondage um, in Louisiana in the 1800s. And so I highlight Miss Opal Lee because sometimes we forget that as an individual, we can be the spark to start a thing, whatever it may be. And particularly as we're talking about acknowledging freedom and continuing to fight for freedom, each of us has a role that we can play in order to bring this freedom to fruition. Um, many of us are younger than 89. So we hopefully have a lot more energy and a lot more years left in us to move things forward in a way to make this country and quite frankly, the globe better for as many people as possible. And so as you're, again, thinking about how you're going to celebrate Juneteenth, thinking about what it means for you and what you might do and how Juneteenth might be your kickoff of something new and new activity and purpose toward the fight for freedom, 
I want you to remember Miss Opal Lee and the leadership that she embodies and the hope that she represents of somebody who wants to do things to make the world better for not just herself, but for future generations. So listen, not a long episode, not a lot to say, except this is your opportunity to learn more. That Juneteenth is now apparently with us for a while because it's a federal holiday in the United States. And that each June 19th, you will have an opportunity to commit or recommit yourself to the freedom of Black folks specifically, and then also the freedom of marginalized individuals around the globe. So with that, I hope you stay tuned for one last thing. Thank you for listening, and I'll be back soon. And now it's time for one last thing. Today's quote comes from Angela Davis, who is an activist, author, and academic. Dr. Davis is a professor at the University of California, Santa Cruz. And most of us probably know Angela Davis as a member of the Black Panther Party. Dr. Davis has a fascinating story and many books to her credit. So I suggest looking her up and reading some of her works. But in a quote about Juneteenth, Dr. Davis had the following to say. Today on Juneteenth, the day we celebrate the end of slavery, the day we memorialize those who offered us hope for the future, and the day when we renew our commitment to the struggle for freedom. (laughs) 